The following episode contains adult content, violence, and explicit language. Listener discretion is advised. Vampire the Masquerade, Port Saga. Episode 4 A Thousand Words. My daddy pays a hooker in dimes. You're probably wondering what the hell that has to do with anything. And no, it's not a personal overshare. The first music lesson I ever had was with a 20-something named Martha Fremont. I was four years old, still learning to speak and complete sentences, when she insisted I understand how to read music. In musical notation, a staff is a set of five lines and four spaces. Each line and space correspond to one of the white keys on a piano. Marking a staff with a clef symbol, like treble clef or bass clef, tells you the pitch of the note written on a staff's line or space, and each one of those notes has a letter name A through G. Every good boy does fine. E, G, B, D, F. Those are the lines of the treble clef. Good boys do fine always. G, B, D, F, A. Those lines are the bass clef. Those phrases are a mnemonic device. And so I give you, my daddy pays a hooker in dimes. Masquerade, domain, progeny, accounting, hospitality, and destruction. These are the six traditions of the Camarilla, the sacred laws of our sect. They are the bricks we use to build our ivory tower, and each kindred sheltered within it has agreed to live or die by them. I don't believe Aaron violated the Sixth Tradition. The Tradition of Destruction. The Tradition forbidding one kindred from killing another, unless you're the Prince or have permission. But there is no denying she tested the first. Maintain the Masquerade. Torching Lawrence's rec center may have been the signal fire the Second Inquisition used to find us, and her need for revenge may have put us all in danger. But did she deserve final death for that? If Port Saga goes the way of London or Vegas, maybe. So what is the Second Inquisition? Short answer, Vampire Hunters. The longer answer is it's a sequel to the First Inquisition, the purge of vampires that gave birth to the Camarilla and enshrined into kindred law the tradition of the Masquerade. And while the Masquerade may have protected us from the First Inquisition and kept us relatively safe for the next five centuries, no one knows if it will save us during this one. Now it's not just the Catholic Church with their witch hunters burning our havens to the ground. It's the Catholic Church, government agents, and homegrown militias using the best technology the 21st century has to offer. And the only plan the CAM has for our survival is stay off the grid. Port Saga had been doing pretty well for itself. It was small enough, uninteresting enough. But not anymore. Titus? I was surprised my key still worked. No, you weren't. No, I suppose not. Is it a problem if I stay here? Mm, Of course not. I realize this might be awkward. Only if love is an embarrassment or an inconvenience. 
No, but you and I... Both loved Lawrence. And were loved. You, more than I. Then why did he erase me? And stick a piano in here instead? To honor you. Honor what exactly? The echo you used to be. The voice you may be again. He wanted me to change, and I wouldn't. And by the time I could, too much time had passed. But hey, we were immortal. I always figured... That you had more time. Yeah. We never do. And now, Aaron. A lamb, thrown from the ramparts. You still think she was innocent? The real question is, do you? I think someone used her. But I don't know why or how, and I don't have a lot of time to figure it out. But you are a resident now. You have time. I only asked for residency to buy myself a few nights, to find out what happened to Lawrence and Aaron and get out of here. I understand. But in the meanwhile, you must lend yourself to the good and the welfare. Meaning? The Malkavians are weak, crushed by ivory, a murdered primogen, an executed criminal, and many eyes upon you, waiting for you to continue your quest in defiance of the prince. Help the city. Help me. Help yourself. What did you have in mind? Marlowe could use your assistance. I thought she had Rebel helping her. Lost her position. Lost her friend. Rebels lost in the fog. Playing with her trains. I don't have a lot of time. I need to get back to Moonlight Bay. Then move quickly. Fine. How do I get in touch with her? Grand Courier. I'll get you the address. Ezra. Yes? You and Lawrence... You are happy, right? For those who feed upon the living, happiness is impossible. But what we shared was close to divine. And the night he died? I was elsewhere. Doing what? I was in Richmond, meeting with a colleague, fulfilling a debt. Meeting with who? The Tremere Primogen. She can testify to my presence, if such is in doubt. No. I believe you. If you thought beepers were old school, imagine having to write every text message you want to send by hand and waiting while a courier service finds time to deliver it. This is the advantage Anarchs have over us and why my job is as hard as it is. They're using smartphones while I'm hoofing a card with six words on it to the corner of Oceanside and 22nd Street. Uh, Grand Courier Services? That's what the sign says. Quick read of the attendant's aura pings her as a ghoul, though I don't know who she belongs to. Much like the one lone venture sent to Alaska to maintain the oil pipeline, she looks bored out of her mind. I need to set up a uh, face-to-face. Mm-hmm. Who's the receiver? Uh, Madam Aperture? You asking me or telling me? 
telling. Mm-hmm. Who's the sender? Tell her it's Mr. Oboe. <laughs> All right. Sign here. I'll send one of my guys. They'll return with the time and place. Where's your holding area? I don't have one. Sorry, say again? I'm new. <laughs> fucking neonates. Excuse me? I said fucking neonates. You know I could. Yeah, yeah, try to pull rank on me. I dare ya. Okay, hold on, just wait. Yeah, just... all right. You can wait here or you can choose a predetermined location. Tonight I've got the boardwalk in front of the Dairy Queen. I've got the Sheridan Lobby or Splash House. What's Splash House? A strip club. Splash House sounds like a pleasant way to pass the time. Mm-hmm. You're really gonna make me make two trips so you can see a pair of tatas. Wouldn't want to be an inconvenience, ma'am. Here is fine. I'll wait here. How long? Great! An hour, maybe two. <sighs> okay. I'll just step outside for a sec. Yeah, you do that. Have fun. Cell phones, even burners, are usually a last resort. But a lot of us use messaging services. Thus the beeper on my hip. Thus the recent reappearance of public phone booths. That's right. They're coming back to a street corner near you. Courtesy of Clan Ventru. Hey, it's me. Got your message. Yeah, sorry about that. Things are taking a little longer than expected. Hoping to have it wrapped soon. Should be back in Moonlight Bay by, uh, by week's end. Uh, later. That's probably a lie. I don't want it to be, but I don't see how I find out what happened to Lawrence by week's end. Now with vampire hunters skulking about, whatever this missing Thinblood situation is, and the hurdles that come with being a Malkavian. But Titus, you don't seem like much of a Malkavian. You're sensible, analytical, and entirely coherent. You walk around with a beeper, not a teddy bear. Yeah, you say that now. Just wait until I'm standing in front of the prince when she asks for proof that Aaron didn't kill Lawrence. And I say, it's the music, your majesty. The crime scene says Rachmaninoff and Scriabin, when it was very clearly Mozart. You'll find Bach in Neptune's back alley, which is why it can't possibly have been Aaron. It's obvious to anyone with ears, don't you hear it? <laughs> I told Prince Walsh I only needed one night. Prince Walsh rules Moonlight Bay. Well, the very tiny corner of a very tiny burrow in the otherwise anarch-controlled Moonlight Bay. And the only reason he's able to hang on to that is because of his vice grip on the city's most vital piece of infrastructure. Energy. He has designs on taking the entire city back. But the Anarchs have the upper hand. So, unless the Justicariate wants to send in a small army to assist, which they'll never do, I don't see that happening anytime soon. If I'm honest, that was good for me. It meant I'd always be too busy to come back home to Port Saga. Too busy to visit Lawrence. Too busy 
to face Aaron. But now I'm caught in this liminal space between cowardice and regret. And so I have a choice. I can give in to the shame and let whoever killed Lawrence get away with it while I go running back to the bay, never to set foot in Port Saga again. Or I can put on my big boy pants and atone for what a selfish asshole I was. Madam Aperture. Back here. Her studio belongs in New York, not Port Saga. Faded brick walls, huge windows, high ceiling, hardwood floors, and a couple of spotlights on a nude model. Marlowe stalks her like a predator with an outdated camera in her hands. Be with you in a jiff. And an actual film camera? Yes. Old school. You calling me old? Not at all. Good. Wouldn't want us to start off on the wrong foot. Dara, shift left. Look up here. Thank you. I suppose you're not a fan of selfies either. I'm working. Sorry, sorry. I'll zip it. Marlowe finishes up, and the model departs. Would you like me to take your picture? I'd prefer if you didn't. Then I insist. Stand over there. Uh, here? No, hate it. Uh, why don't you sit over here where Dara was? Better. Just sit. Don't try to pose. I've never given much thought to the way I sit. But now, I'm aware of my arms, my legs and the fact that I have no idea what to do with my hands, nor how to make sitting on a stool look casual. How can I help you tonight? I'd like to offer my assistance with your investigation. Is that so? Yes, I thought I might be able to help out. Really? Out of the goodness of your heart? Tilt your head to the right? It was impressed upon me that I need to be useful to the Praxis if I'm to stay in Port Saga. So, not out of the goodness of your heart? No. Leave one foot on the floor, plus the other on the bar. Thank you. I'm not looking for an understudy. I don't want the credit. Then what do you want? That's a dangerous question. It's the only one that matters. Would you believe me if I said I didn't entirely know what I wanted? Yes, I would. I'd like you to imagine there's a string attached to the top of your spine, and someone's pulling you up, up, up. There you go. According to my sire, you and your crew were real button men when it came to giving anarchs the big adios. And then something happened, and it all fell apart. What do you know about it? Not much. Just that Aaron came home, and the one person she relied on abandoned her. Maybe he had good reason. Maybe. But she came back to Port Saga and tried to fill his shoes. Tried and failed. Maybe he knows that too. Mm. I think beneath this bruised romantic who's put his past behind him is an ocean of shame and regret. 
And one night, that facade of yours is going to crack. And when it does, it's going to drown a whole lot of people. What do you think Lawrence would think of that? Leave him the fuck out of it. Mm, there you are. You can relax now. That's it? You take direction well. So, I guess I can take you on as my apprentice. Follow me. We exit out the back of her studio and descend into the basement. Cold stone stairs and walls like a tomb. I'm hit with the smell of must, mildew, and a memory. I'm a child again, laying on a thin, damp mattress in the dark and chained to a wall. Can't see the others. I can only hear them. All of us. All of us begging to be saved. Hey. You alright? Uh, yeah, yeah. You nailed the audition. Don't blow it at the first rehearsal. It's a finished basement, as stylish as the studio above, but she's using it as a sort of missing person detectives bureau. Except, instead of hierarchical charts and relationships marked with red string, she set it up like a gallery. Each section of wall represents a single victim and a cascade of photographs capturing their life. Some look lifted from surveillance cameras, others from straight surveillance. Some during the day and some at night. Hundreds of images. Sure you aren't Malkavian? Haha. <laughs> Very funny. My focus has been Port Saga's thin blood problem. The sheriff's office had standing orders to detain any they found. Rebel would present them to the prince, who would then offer them the choice. Accept the brand and become citizens of the Camarilla, or leave Port Saga forever. Those who refused to choose were told they'd be executed, and that they should think about that for a day while detained. Pretty much all of them chose to leave, but who knows if they quietly returned to the city. And since they can pass as mortal and sometimes walk around during the day, that makes them hard to track and very dangerous. How many of them are unaccounted for? Hard to say. A dozen here, a few there. Most haven't been seen in weeks. They could have skipped town, could be in hiding, or the Second Inquisition found them first. Would the sheriff have asked them? She would have told me. Hopefully, Usher will do the same. A Banu Hakim sheriff. I know. Scary good. That was not where I thought that was going. What's his story? Independent mercenary working for whoever paid the most. Camarilla, Sabat, Hakata. Didn't matter. When his clanmates went east, they sent two of theirs to bring him in. He killed them and mailed their ashes back home. Then why did he join the Camarilla? Maybe you should ask him. Hey, I thought I was apprenticing. Yes, and look at me, presenting you an opportunity to improve your investigative skills. So, why are you the one on this? Why not? You don't really seem... Ooh, chauvinist much. Yep, I deserve that. So what's this have to do with the Second Inquisition? See these four over here? These are the Eagle Scouts. The four neonates who were killed. This is Elena Rivera, Roscoe Winters, Luna, and Fontaine. All neonates, all recently formed into a coterie. One Toreador, 
to Ventrue and Fontaine, a duskborn who chose the brand. Ah, your theory is Fontaine was still in contact with the renegade Thinblood. One of these renegades gets picked up by the SI, is interrogated, and during it, gives up the Haven location? That's the theory. You sure it was the SI? Their Haven was a remote warehouse in the northwest part of the city, part of the old steel mills along the river. They were hit in broad daylight fast enough to burn everyone inside, and they made sure the fire department showed up right after to minimize the spread. Anonymous phone call? Of course. Cameras? No. Is there a police investigation? The Ventrue are on it. Cops know four people died, but uh, Glass has a few detectives on his payroll. They're calling it an accident and collecting anything that might identify them and lead back to us. I don't suppose there are any Gould crews capable of something like this? This is at the Battle of New York City, circa 1999. Nobody's rolling around with that kind of daytime muscle. So what we need is a solid connection between the Coterie hit and the Thin Bloods. Someone who knew Fontaine. Exactly. I scan the collage of photographs, snapshots of life. People going about their business completely unaware of the eyes on them. Drinking at the coffee shop, walking home from work, hanging out at a bus stop. Wait. There. Who and where is that? That's Tags. Another thin blood. Said he'd take the brand but never showed up to court. That's Corinth Street, near the Eagles Haven in the Steel District. When was this taken? Last night. Why? See what he's spray-painting on the wall? The barcode? Those numbers? 191519. It's an old Anarch tag. 191519, 19th letter, 15th letter, 19th letter. SOS. Yeah. Still... It's not much to go on. It's a place to start. Vampire the Masquerade, Port Saga. Created by Rachel J. Wilkinson, with voice performances by Dayin Geist, Ryan Omega, Rachel J. Wilkinson, and Janika Rector. Portions of this podcast are the copyrights and trademarks of Paradox Interactive AB and are used with permission, all rights reserved. For more information, please visit worldofdarkness.com.